0: Shop Steward's Corner segment uh, today and uh, this evening we shine a spotlight on domestic work and uh, the United Domestic Workers of South Africa uh, saying they're disappointed with the domestic uh, workers continuing to be paid less than uh, farm workers and uh, also, I guess, not uh, earning at the national minimum wage uh, for each ordinary hour worked. Now, Pinky uh, Mashiane, who is the president of uh, the United Domestic Workers of South Africa, joins me now on the line. Uh, good evening, me Pinky.
1: Good evening, Riteng guy, and good evening to Metro FM listeners.
0: Thank you very much, Meliteng And as always, Pinky, a pleasure to catch up with you. And I want us, just before we start, for me to say, you know, a happy International Women's Day to yourself and to many of your members and many domestic workers who are working in many of our homes. And in doing so, I guess it's a perfect opportunity to reflect on the work that happens in many of our homes undertaken uh, by uh, black and uh, african women in particular and let's talk about uh, just your reflections on the decision of the national minimum wage commission uh, to bring the um, national minimum wage of domestic workers to a night just over 19 rand uh, from around 15 rand and 57 cents uh, you're unhappy about this but you know some people have been suggesting that you know the, the the pace of the growth of the national minimum wage for domestic workers has been much faster than maybe I guess, the pace of phasing in farm workers' wages to the national minimum wage.
1: Uh, Thank you, yes. I was in a a, a dialogue of of, uh, International Women's Day. It was very interesting. I I did touch Mm -hmm. on the matter of the national minimum wage that domestic workers are discriminated against. Because... uh, as you are saying that the farm workers has reached all other workers in South Africa uh, mm. getting the minimum wage of of, of twenty one rand sixty nine cents an hour. Domestic workers nineteen rand nine cents an hour. Yes, there is some slightly de- uh, development or progress because in 2019 it was fifteen rand an hour. 2020 it was fifteen rand fifty seven an hour. So from fifteen fifteen rand fifty seven cents to 19 run 79 cent, cents is something better but mm. it's still not the living wage you cannot sure. live on that money because it's less than even 180 a day a domestic worker who's traveling by taxi every day by bus and getting 171 a day what does she mm. do with that mm. so it's it's, mm. it's not it's definitely not a, a minimum wage it's, it's a slave wages actually but uh We are saying to those domestic workers who are still underpaid, because we have many domestic workers who are are underpaid, we are saying on behalf of those that are underpaid that at least the government has said to the employers, you must pay them this amount. Though we are not happy about it, but for those who are earning less than the national minimum wage, because we still have domestic workers in places like Lodium, who are getting uh, 1,500 rand a month. Others are getting 2,000 rand a month. And they are working Monday to
0: Sunday. And, and you know, I, I guess those are the dimensions, because the other issue that, uh, you know, for me is, is always horrific about domestic work is not just, you know, the characteristic of low wages, which is certainly prevalent, uh, but the failure also of many an employer to have a benefits framework, uh, you know, to ensure that people uh, who work for them are registered for you know, unemployment insurance fund on a contributory basis. Um, some of your views on that, uh, especially now on this day of International uh, uh, you know, Women's Day, and uh, I guess also in the context of the court victory that uh, you were able to achieve around the compensation of uh, a disease and occupational injury.
1: I, I, I said if the Department of Labor was at least meeting the domestic workers halfway, if they can take one month, only one month, and say, we are doing house-to-house house and check all employers of domestic workers if they are complying, if they implement enforce, and, and force and the employers uh, to comply with the law, enforce compliance. So employers are so relaxed that they know that even if I'm paying, I'm not paying Pinky the minimum wage, nobody's going to knock at my door because there are no labour inspectors who are doing that. We have to force or... Uh, try by all means to call them at our meetings and ask them to do something about that. So far, they've been calling employers and speaking with them over the phone. But what we are asking the government to do for domestic workers, because it has Mm -hmm. good laws in, in black and white, if they can implement and enforce those laws and go house to house, just for one month, that can make a difference. And even the employers that are visited by labor inspectors will phone their cousins and their sisters and say, "Hey, here in Pretoria or here in Cape Town, the, the Labor Department inspectors were doing house-to-house and checking mm-hmm. if you are complying with the law. So that's very important. If the Department of Labor was doing their job, really, they, that could have made this difference, a big difference to domestic workers. So employers so, so. are not complying because they know nobody is going to force mm. them to do that and nobody is, is taking responsibility for domestic workers being exploited or underpaid. Yes, the victory so. of Koidal. yes, the case of Maria Masangu that has started in 2013. Yeah, we still have challenges even about that case. It's going to be another mm. long journey for domestic workers to get uh, that compensation fund. I'm talking from experience. I'm looking at the fact that domestic Mm -hmm. workers, many of them didn't benefit from TERF fund. Even though the president announced that there's a temporary employee employer relief scheme fund for those domestic workers who are are registered, we send submissions written to the President, written to the Minister of Labour that employers are not paying domestic workers' tax fund because they cannot apply for it. They didn't register the domestic workers. And that was an opportunity for Department of Labour mm-hmm. to find those employers who didn't register their domestic workers because we have them and say we give them addresses to say, these are the employers who are not doing that. Sure. So it showed sure. that domestic workers are still not registering the number with the U- mm-hmm. UIF. And I remember somewhere the UIF Commissioner, before he was Foot on a special leaf. Uh, he said 190,000 domestic workers are registered with the UIF. Can you imagine from more than a million domestic workers, if you say 190, not a quarter or mm, a half a of, ocean, of a number of those mm, domestic
0: workers? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, let's take a brief break and uh, when we come back, we'll continue. And uh, I think you're right. I mean, that's a drop in the ocean, that number. Uh, but we'll continue to talk about this issue of labor inspectors and enforcement and compliance after this brief break. 22 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's uh, the Shop Stewards Corner here on Metro FM Talk. I'm in conversation with the President of the United Domestic Workers of South Africa, Mepin ki Shian, and uh, we're talking about the national minimum wage and uh, its treatment of uh, domestic workers and uh, issues of contributory insurance to the UIF, TERS. Um, and I guess having to fight to claim the quota of victory that many a domestic worker won in the courts last year, as, uh, of course, they await a signature from the Minister of Employment and Labour on that particular score. Um, I guess the other dimension uh, to to the point you were making around uh, inspectors, and you've asked uh, Tulas Nlesi, who's the minister, uh, to set up a team of inspectors that would go to people's homes, go into estates to ensure that workers are registered by their employers. But there's also something else that um, I guess is being mooted during the moment, uh, which is around setting quotas for immigrant or foreign nationals working in specific sectors. Uh, And some have said, you know, there's a proliferation of of Basoto who are working in domestic work, you know, or Zimbabwean nationals who are working in domestic work. What is the view of your organization uh, on that particular matter? And uh, I guess uh, just some of your reflections on that in the context of the issues that are being raised around the ability of inspectors to access homes and to effectively give effect to the law.
1: I want to come on on an issue of uh, immigrant domestic workers. We have uh, migrant domestic workers in Udosa, from Zimbabwe, and from Lesotho, and we are saying they should be covered by all the laws of South Africa, labor laws, because the moment they employ them employers, they should be covered by the COIDA, they should be covered by UIF, because uh, they they say in the Constitution, in the preamble, South Africa belongs to all who live in it. Uh, So we are saying to Domestic workers, those migrant domestic workers, that they must know that as the union, we are we are protecting them, we are including them in everything. Though there are very few in unions, there are very few of them that come to us, even if when we invite them to come Mm -hmm. to our meetings. They don't come, but we are saying they are workers in South Africa, like all other workers. They should get all benefits that South African uh, workers are are benefiting. When the Mm -hmm. employers we take them to the CMA, they are first to say she doesn't have a work permit; she only has a a passport. And I say to them, the the day you employed her, you put her under all the Mm. yeah under the laws of South Africa because you too can, knowing exactly that she doesn't have a, a working permit, so she's mm. covered by the law. That's why I've taken you to me. That's why you are here today, because she's a worker like all other workers here. Uh,
0: I, I like that comment, me, because I think often, you know, people have this perspective that there are, you know, labor laws that are specific to South Africans, there are labor laws that are specific to Mozambican nationals, there are labor laws that are specific to Tanzanian nationals, which is not true. Uh, you know, all of the labor laws uh, that are the rights that should be claimed by South Africans are also the rights of many people who might not have been born here, but who happen to work here. And I think I think that's the point you're making.
1: Exactly. That's the point that I'm making, that the employers that are employing workers, not even only domestic workers, they are employing migrant workers as a... Cheap labor, knowing that they won't register them with the UIF, and they know that they can fire them anytime they want to fire them because they think that they are not covered by the law. So, we are correcting that and we are making it clear to the employers that they will take responsibility as employers if they exploit or if they dismiss the workers who are working in South Africa or from other countries.
0: Mm, mm. It's quite interesting, I guess, you know, as as you go forward and you claim some of your rights, and uh, you're still in a fight, I guess, about the COIDA issue, about the TERS issue, about the national minimum wage, Uh, but uh, I guess that's something we must uh, see as commendable, because, you know, it's about time that this struggle is certainly, you know, heightened, and uh, we appreciate the work that you do. But you also now are shifting towards uh, using, I guess, technology uh, to be able to connect, to organize your members, to allow them to claim their rights. Tell us a bit more about this domestic workers rising movement
1: yes domestic workers rising yesterday we had we had a pre celebration of international women's day uh, where we digital africa girl was assisting domestic workers on how to use digital platforms we yeah, we thought how to use our cell phones in checking u i f in Communicating with each other because during the COVID, the beginning of the COVID-19, we were not allowed to go anywhere. So it was very important for domestic workers to know how to use technology, to know how to go online and check their UIF, to go online and send their complaints to CCMA because that was another challenge that the domestic workers didn't know what to do. When you went to the Department of Labor at that time, the offices were closed. Even on level three, they were not taking cases. They will tell you that you must send all your complaints online. Go to CCMH. You want to uh, open a case there. They told you to send the forms, the 711 form uh, online, and to to for your complaint. So the domestic workers were very frustrated because many of mm. them are not well-educated. Some are illiterate. They don't know anything about online. That's why they left their cases like that. There are those who were dismissed just like that. Some cruel employers use the pandemic uh, as a scapegoat to get rid of the domestic workers who have long savings with them so that they can hire new domestic workers that mm. they don't owe any severance pay. So, so for domestic workers who don't know how to use cell phones, who don't know what, what, what is online, is they were left stranded and they just let let go. So they left their work and they didn't get any uh, surveillance package or get any UIF. And others, when they tried to take their cases to CCMA, and saying, since my employer told me much to stay at home, they never called me back until now. Mm-hmm. They said, now the time is expired. You should have reported your case a long time so, ago. So there's no case there. It's very, very sad. So mm-hmm. uh, the digital campaign is very very important for domestic workers to know how to use their cell phones, how to organize, because Digital Africa was showing us how to get uh, through the, the links, how to get uh, the information about UIF, the information about employers. Domestic workers can uh, communicate with Department of Labor using their cell phone, can check their UIF data using their cell phone, can communicate with employers uh, with the cell phone. It's very, very uh, important that and we are appreciating them but we need more more workshops so that, and more mm. training so that we can take this to other domestic workers to so even reach those in rural areas where we'll have sure. to start from a
0: and and key, i mean uh, certainly commendable work there and uh, your partnership with digital girl africa um but that being said i mean i guess the, the last point just in relation to the issue you're raising around the ccma as a as a dispute resolution platform Uh, We know we've seen the budget cuts to the CCMA. It's going to cut, I guess, the servers that might potentially be open to you and many of your members. Uh, uh, What's your comment there, as uh, you do just on that particular issue? Uh, Because one would think that the CCMA has been an avenue that you've certainly used uh, uh, considerably uh, in your advocacy and, I guess, in your struggle to make sure that many of your members claim their rights. Uh,
1: It's true. CCMA is playing a major role in empowering domestic workers, and it also tries by all means to make domestic workers to live with something when they are unfairly dismissed or unfairly treated by employers. So we have signed petitions being against the the, the, the cutting of funding for for CCMA. I like the, talking about domestic workers. Uh, CCMA, we are saying they cannot cut fund for CCMA because now they are using few commissioners and when the commissioners have too much work to do, domestic workers will suffer the most, those who are not represented. Their cases will just disappear. Others are going to be dismissed just like that. Condonations will not be granted because the CCMA commissioners will be overloaded with work. So we are saying no to that. We have signed petitions. Uh, We have sent to the WhatsApp groups and say, please assist us. You are signing these petitions because you are against the cutting of funding for CCMA because we need CCMA for workers at large, not only domestic workers. So we are really hoping and trying our utmost best that CCMA functions fully. We need full-time commissioners, not those part-time commissioners who will come and do that and then just live like that. So we need commissioners who will take responsibility and grant workers what they deserve.
0: Yeah, indeed. Uh, Mepinki. as always a pleasure, Mama. We're going to have to leave it there. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. And uh, wish you a strength and all of the best in your struggles. And once again, uh, uh, I hope you can celebrate International uh, Women's Day. And uh, as you often do, you celebrate it in struggle. And uh, we wish you all of the best.
1: Thank you very much.
0: That there was Mepinki Mashiane, United Domestic Workers of South Africa's President, speaking to us this evening for our shop, Steward's Corner.